a Podcast One production. G'day, I'm Tim Harcourt and welcome to the Airport Economist. In this series, I'll take you to the key markets of the world where you can do business and do it well. I'll guide you through the economics, politics and social history of each place and talk to an expert about the tricks and traps of doing business in each particular market. But first, strap yourself in because in this episode, we're off to Colombia. I was once on a helicopter flying over Colombia. No, no, it's not what you think it is. I was the official guest of the state government in the beautiful city of Medellin and the team in the Economic Development Department were keen to showcase their city and their state from the air. The thing that stood out to me was their youthfulness. The head of the Department of Economic Development was in his 30s, and his staff even younger. They were bright, spoke several languages, mainly Chinese and English, as well as their first language, Spanish, and had multiple university degrees. Many had worked in both the government and in metal and startup scene, They were keen to show off their home state because Colombia used to have what we call an image problem, especially in Medellin. Drug cartels and civil war had gripped the country and it was a place to be avoided. Medellin was the town of Andres Escobar, the Colombian soccer player gunned down at the 1994 FIFA World Cup in the USA after he let in a known goal. In fact, they showed me the very football club at Medellin where Andre Escobar had played. The whole neighbourhood had been transformed from a crime and drug-ridden place to an open and safe environment with great sporting facilities. A complete transformation. Indeed, times have changed and my subsequent visits to Colombia have been so in contrast to the old public image. Last time I was in Bogotá, the capital, I dressed a group of young Colombian diplomats in one of the beautiful historical buildings in the city. The people I met told me that they were part of what they called a small and silent revolution to turn around their international image and economic fortunes. One of the young women who attended my presentation told me that Colombians used to believe in education so they could get out of the country. Now they invest in education so we can stay and make a contribution to the country's future. With country brand image, it takes a while, but the new generation of Colombians, like their coffee, are giving it their best shot. Well, welcome to the show, Ambassador. Thank you for this invitation. So when you tell people you're the ambassador for Colombia, what's the reaction? What, what surprise do you get as a response? Well, uh, you know, my first was to express to the president how happy I was when I was designed to come to here. In my previous life experience, professional life, I came to Australia several times, into Sydney, to Melbourne, when I used to work for the private sector. And when the president offered me the position to come here, say, great opportunity because I admire your country. Your people is very similar to our Colombian people. You are happy people, enjoy life, very optimistic way of living. And that's what I want to share with you, with my family here. When I went to Colombia, it was nothing like the image of drug cartels and problems. It was uh, peaceful. It had a lot of energy. 
And I found a lot of the young people who were in very senior positions in Medellin, in, in Bogota, in Catania, uh, were very well educated, spoke Chinese and Portuguese and Japanese and English. Um, yeah. Is that you, you, is it true your Department of Youth in, in Colombia is really remaking the country? My answer is definitely yes. You know, with Colombia, we are a modern society. We have been passed for a very difficult times, as you mentioned. And of course, what we have done is to learn from those experiences. Now we love, which is a, a nice, better culture than in the past. We don't want to see more those horrendous circumstances of war that we had in, in the past. Our families suffer a lot, so the society is convinced that it's not the way to go in the, in the future. Therefore, we have learned from the lessons of our history. In our history, we have great uh, times uh, and the bad times that we have during the last 50 years. But now, people are optimistic about what is going to happen in Colombia. I noticed a lot of the young people there who, who had several degrees, spoke several languages, said to me that in the bad times in Colombia, you used to get an education so you could leave but now you get an education so you can go back to Colombia and rebuild the country. Is that, is that the case now? That's the case right now. We have a lot of people, uh, you know, the experience of Australia indicates uh, that uh, signal. Uh, we have here close to 20,000 students. 20,000 is a lot of students, and they come here first to, to learn uh, Spanish, but from there to go to the university, and master's and PhD. I also noticed at the University of New South Wales that Colombian students are very good in my MBA classes, very, very active, very productive, speak well, but they also work in part-time jobs in the eastern suburbs of Sydney. They have a great work ethic. Is that very symbolic of Colombian youth? Yeah, youth, they are people which are looking the future, and future is just to prepare economically, and therefore they want also to have the experience to work, learn the way you work here, very, very, you know, people very dedicated with a lot of discipline, with the culture that we admire. Colombians admire the culture that you have here in Australia. We have a lot of discipline, and our families prefer to have our kids be educated in a country like here, in which they not get only the knowledge of what they are doing, but at the same time, the culture that you live here. Now, thinking about Australia and Colombia, education is a big connection. What are the historical ties between Colombia and Australia in, in business and so on? Well, you know, what we have had in the, in the last, let's say, 20 years has been uh, two countries that look separate, distant. Of course, we are very distant. We're 23 hours flight to come here. <laughs> but in, in the business community, because of that, we don't, have, we don't have the relations that I would love to have. And one of my major missions here as an ambassador is to really to develop those, uh, those relationships, particularly having more uh, Australians going to Colombia and also investing in Colombia. And, and in that respect, I have been working in a project in the agricultural sector to really to induce Australians to share opportunities of business with Colombia. And that's also that. Colombia has just become a member of the Pacific Alliance with Peru, uh, Chile, Mexico. That's correct. Does that make Colombia the place to do business now for Australian exporters and investors? Yes, I think it's one, it's, it's one of the top countries in Latin America, as you mentioned. Those four countries in particular are very well developed. Colombia is one of the most important ones there. Uh, we are the 32 economy in the world. Uh, in Latin America, we have been growing for years and years. Uh, almost 25 years growing all the years without any exception. Uh, our uh, unemployment rate has been reduced substantially. We have a lot of people moving from the countryside to the urban centers. 
we have uh, more than 12 cities above 500,000 people living there. Bogotá is a capital of almost 10 million people. Uh, the second one, Medellín, is close to five. So we have a lot of opportunities uh, for the Colombians and, of course, also inviting people from all the, over the world to come there and study or make life there or dedicate to business, of course. What's the best city in Colombia? Uh, it depends on what you want. Uh, for, <laughs> you are a good ambassador. <laughs> for, for working, uh, I would say it's Bogota, and, and nothing not else because you have the weather is quite, you know, satisfactory for for your kind of, of, of the year. Uh, but if you are talking about uh, enjoyment life, you ha, you go to Cartagena, or you go to Cali, or you go also to Medellin. Medellin is very famous for gaming and IT. It's quite an innovative. City. Is that attracting a lot of uh, investment? Yes, a lot of people, a lot of youngsters to, to go there. It's the innovative city of Colombia. The best entrepreneurs of Colombia are allocated and live there. The most important companies in Colombia were founded in, in Medellin. And the spirit of the Antioqueños, we call them paisas, are quite energetic for making business. The government there, the, the top official was, I think, 39 years old. They've got quite a young... Uh, he is 41, 42 years old. Oh, by now, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he was 39. <laughs> very young, but very competent. You know, he has, he's a lawyer. Uh, he has his master's degree in economics and political science in the US. He has been working in Washington for many years in the Inter-American Bank in a very important positions. He loves the, the new, let's say, nature of, of how to dedicate the time, uh, which we call the orange culture. That means modeling and, uh, you know, designing and architecture, and that's what he loves. But again, after that, he's a very well-thinking guy. He took me around the part of the city where Andres Escobar played soccer. Right. Uh, was assassinated, and it's really improved as a, uh, as a civic function, new architecture, new stuff for the children. Definitely. So yes. it's a, quite a renaissance. Yes, it changed radically. Of course, that was a very bad uh, part of our history. But that was now, you know, you know, all over. And what we have now is a society that is conscious that we, we had those situations that we cannot repeat again. And people is dedicated now to work uh, honestly and uh, with a lot of legality in, in the whole country. Now, in terms of opportunities, Colombia is famous for, for coffee and organic food and, and, and swimwear and fashion, gaming. What, what are some of the other opportunities in Colombia now that are... Well, we have, we have a, a, you know, very traditional sector, but with a lot of possibilities to improve, which is the agricultural sector. You know, we have very important businessmen in the agro-business, agri-food industry, even with international uh, scope, companies that are exporting even to, to this part of the world, investors, uh, Colombian investors that they want to have ties with Australian companies and, and, and businessmen. And one of my projects uh, that I'm working here is to, to enhance that relationship to have our Colombians businessmen, basically people from Medellin, making business with people from Australia. If I was an Australian business person going to Colombia, what would be the best way to get my foot in the door in Colombia? Would I go to the the embassy that's in Bogota, or would I use pro-Columbia? What would be the best way you to do it? You have two ways to, to work it. I will use both. First, your embassy, of course. It's a new uh, embassy. It's the new embassy. And it was, it was uh, uh, established in, in June, recent, recent few months. 
I know the ambassador, by the way, very important person. Sophie. Sophie Davis. She's great. Yes, yeah. She's a very, yeah. very nice person, very close friend of mine already. And that's one, one door, of course. And the other one is ProColombia. ProColombia is a national institution that uh, depends on the, of the, our trade minister. Um, but they have a lot of relations worldwide. And they have offices all over the world. They want to open an office here also. And uh, what they do is to help you just to match with businessmen in Colombia, just to get together with possibly, you know, uh, partners or open the doors to new businesses there or investments. They have a lot of experience worldwide, so it's a very, very competent office to, to work with. Well, I met uh, Felipe, the head of Colombia. He would be 38 years old and yes, very, very, very able. Very able, very competent. He, he was, in, you know, in this area working with us. We came here to help him. When I went to Colombia, I visited a, a mine that had a lot of Australian uh, management, uh, people from University of New South Wales. And I know there's a lot of Australian mining companies in, in Colombia as they make their way up the Andes. Right. Is there anything else that you'd like to see from Australia in, in your country? Yeah. Well, you know, I, I really want to say the importance of the mining industry of Australia is present there. Uh, we have very significant companies, uh, BHP and uh, Fortescue, uh, but we don't have that many other companies in other industries. And that's why when I came here to Australia, I started to work in a project to invite what kind of alternatives uh, Australians could have in Colombia. And I already finished a white paper on how to develop the relationship with Australia and Colombia in the agribusiness industry. And uh, the, the project is just based on a very basic reflection, is that uh, Australia has a lot of technology and productivity, you use a lot of IT techniques to improve the productivity of Australia, which is very substantive in the world, very significant and recognized. But you lack arable land, which are the opposite in Colombia. In Colombia, we have a lot of land, but we don't have enough technology to, to, to improve the quality or the productivity of, of that land. So if we, if we interchange the assets you invest in, in Colombia, bring in your technology and use that land at the same time, the value of our labor cost is very, very small compared to yours. That would be a good, a good project for both parties. Uh, will benefit Australia and will benefit Colombia. Uh, you will benefit investing in the substantive projects in the agricultural sector to export to all Americas. And you will have an asset very inexpensive, which is land with a lot of water that we have. And you have the access to Colombia, which is in the middle of Americas to go to the market in, in Canada, uh, US, Mexico, and, and, and South America, and Colombia gains having the productivity that you have and having the opportunity to also to sell jointly with Australian businessmen to export to Americas. So that would be a very good project for both parties. I noticed Colombians do very well in Australia because they're very productive. Yes. In Darwin, where I was just last week, right. Giovanna Webb, who's a Colombian scientist, she runs the Crocodile Park, Crocodilus in I, Darwin. I have been there. She's actually been a very important citizen in the, in the Northern Territory. So uh, Colombians seem to bring a great energy and work ethic to the projects that they Yes, do. definitely. You know, I had the chance to visit that experience that you mentioned and I talked to them and they are very pleased to be here. And again, she puts the energy. She's a biologist, biologist also an expert on that, and what they have done this is using the technology, the, the science that they have, they put the business. And it's a very a very profitable business because they sell what they produce in the same, the same uh, park. So with the Pacific Alliance, I mean, Colombia is a very open economy, so it's a matter of getting profile. Right. 
and we know about the mining boom, we're going to hear about the dining boom. So your main strategy has been mining and the agricultural sector. Is that is that right? Uh, yeah, what I'm saying is that I, I have taken as a, my task, of course, with the agreement of my government, to work uh, some months more in straining the project of agriculture, which is in a very high level of development already. I have already presented a proposal to my government and the Colombian government. They are considering that, and they have, like, at this moment, they have expressed that satisfaction with the project, but they also have requested to me to work in the mining project with the same philosophy of capitalize the experience of Australia in the techniques to develop properly the mining industry here and apply the, those principles in Colombia. So improving environmentally sustainable that's, that's, techniques and, 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 and social health and safety and, uh, and, 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 care, and indigenous taking care and taking care of the communities. So really, it's those corporate social responsibility in mining. Uh, improving technology in agriculture, that's that's pretty good news for Australia, I would have thought. Yes, yes. And that is a good uh, invitation because, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, your asset is knowledge. And uh, we lack the knowledge because you have demonstrated that you have the knowledge. The productivity that you have here is one on top of the world. Uh, our productivity is not that. So we have to learn from you. And you get a good benefit in two respects. Having a very low cost of land over there, and very low cost of labor over there. Here is very expensive. Here uh, in Australia, there are many people that they don't want to work in the agricultural sector. And, therefore, and there we have a lot of people, uh, very poor people, that will be very grateful if we give the opportunity to, to work in the, in, in the countryside because that, that is where they live. The peace process needs that. The peace process is sustainable to the extent that we do that. So that, that's that. and the second one, the mining is basically the same. You know, looking uh, how the the whole society benefits from the your technology and practicing the exploitation with principles or, or how to to preserve nature. Now, what customs do I need to be aware of in Colombia when you're doing business? It's it's very formal. Is it social? How, how do you how do you apply it? Okay, you know, I will say that in general, when you talk to people less than 60 years old, right? <laughs> you find they're very friendly people, open, you know, treat you as a, as a long-time friend. But, of course, you have, you have to realize that we spend more time talking. In previous, uh, you start to talk about business, that you need more social relationship with that person, just to have a closer relationship. And also that we would like to introduce uh, maybe friends, friends to you, so not only establish a relationship of business, but also more personal connection with you. That will be say, I will say that there's difference between our culture and uh, all the cultures in the world, in which you go to the point and leave the meeting when you finish. We spend more time socially. I noticed in Bogota, I got taken to many restaurants in the countryside as well as in the city. Uh, when I went to Catahania, they took me out to concerts because they're very proud of their their music and the, the Caribbean yes. influence. So I saw some fantastic local musicians in yes. uh, Cartagena. Uh, you know, Cartagena is a very attractive tourist city with a lot of history, as you may be you beautiful, know, over yeah. there, beautiful. You know, they love to have concerts of salsa. The salsa is the Colombian music, rhythm. You, you dance, play, thank, yeah, you sound that. But also... They have classical festivals in that city. They have beautiful theatres in which they play 
very international people going there to, to play symphonic music. I remember a fellow got up who was about 80 years old and I thought, oh, what's he going to do? And he actually did the salsa the, the and, and danced and he, he, <laughs> yeah. he moved like an they, 18-year-old. Yeah, yes, yeah. and that, as I mentioned, you know, that's part of, the, of the, how they really take life. But at the same time, the same community, two days later, they go to a classic music hmm, in, the same, in the same place. It was fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, there's so much ageism in Australia. It was great to see someone in his 80s dancing like a like yeah, a young man. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that music is called the salsa. It's a Colombian rhythm. It was created really in Cali. Cali is the third city of Colombia. But now that rhythm is, is, rhythm is, is all over the, the country. And what are th- some of the top challenges I'd face if I was doing business in Colombia? Is there anything I've got to watch for, be careful of? I would say that, you know, that the, to, to, to be successful in Colombia, you have to have a proper partner. Also to make sure that you have very professional people helping your main topics, having the consultants that you should have to act properly. Make sure that you comply with a lot of regulations. That's something that you, we are having review. We have to review because we asked for many bureaucratic uh, details that maybe to, for foreigners are difficult to understand. So I will say that that's something that we have to improve. But the general climate for business in Colombia is quite open to people coming to Colombia. And what we have demonstrated is that the foreign investment has been growing substantially. Uh, as I mentioned before, the economy is performing is one of the best performance in, in Latin America for years and years. And what we realize is that we have very competent government officials. Um, the people of the private sector, the, you know, the, the businessmen are quite professionals also, uh, which is easier to work with, and they love to work with people from outside Colombia, like the case of Australian people. What would be the last thing you'd say that really captures the essence of Colombia today that you'd like to tell people about? I would say that the, the most important is the energy that now we we have in 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 the in the population in the, in the general public now that Colombia signed a, a peace agreement had a, a presence for for fifty years you wouldn't want to hear anything from that anymore and uh, Colombia is looking more optimistic at the levels of the population because they see the opportunity to have their lives in a, in a definitely different context. And that's the way people like me think and the youngsters, they believe in, in the new society that we are creating. So it's a real new Colombia. That's a new Colombia. Well, that's it for this edition of the Airport Economist. I hope you enjoyed listening and picked up a few useful tips along the way. The Airport Economist podcast series is produced by Liv Proud, audio production by Darcy Thompson, and executive producer is Jennifer Goggin. The Airport Economist is recorded at the studios of Podcast One Australia. For more episodes, head to podcastone.com.au, download the app, look us up on iTunes. And don't forget, there is also the Airport Economist TV series and book of the same name. You can find out more at our website, theairporteconomist.com, before you take off. Well, thanks for joining me. I look forward to our next business adventure together somewhere in the big wide world. I'm Tim Harcourt, and I'm the Airport Economist.